0: House of Run Podcast. What do
1: you have these do? Mostly running, now. Running? Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! coming on!
0: I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back. This is the House of Run Podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm in Austin, Texas. Join joined as I am each week. My friend, my co-host, my former high school teammate. His name is Jason. He is in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Jason, hello. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good. I feel like that was like a an old school mm-hmm. uh, starts the show, like where you you'd, you'd kind of you'd give the full rundown of the whole whole situation. I I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we might have people who are listening for the first time ever.
1: They're like, right World now. Championships is over. Euros mm-hmm. is over. I gotta dive into the running world pod- podcast world. Like this is what yeah. I need.
0: Yeah, and who are these guys? I wish one of them would explain <laughs> at the beginning their relationship. What is it? When did they meet? It's a good point. Where are they located? I can't argue with this. This is this makes sense. Where does their great chemistry come from? <laughs> it must be the fact that they were high school teammates. We're gonna talk Euros. We are going to preview a little bit lazon don't want to go too far down on that because that's going to be on friday might be out of date and then we're going to read emails a lot of high quality emails from some of your free favorite emailers of all time particularly one from braylon aka drink your milk braylon yeah subject line update on life how good is that that's
1: yeah that's fantastic i did see those and that was something i couldn't like wait to click on until the show because i just had to know what was going on
0: yeah and this is great and it's also making me feel very old because i remember braylon way back when and now he's talking about going on college visits and finishing freshman year of high school like what are we doing here yeah that's wow
1: yeah it was over six years ago that we saw him for the first time so
0: 2016 right yeah, 2016, yeah
1: trials. 2016
0: trials. Yeah, but we had heard about him even before that when That's true. we were hearing from, from him and what he was up to, emailing in before that. So I feel like he's been in our consciousness much longer, maybe eight years. I'd have to go back and find the first email. So excited to read that from him, get the life update. We also are going to hear, let's see, who else we got? Yeah, we got, we got a bunch of Noahs. Of course. Uh, chiming in. They're all competing. Yeah. They know there's going to be a
1: Best Noah Award. At the end of the season. So, yeah. Lyles? It's a high bar to clear, guys. I mean, the email's <laughs> got to be really, really good. And they have been. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: We got a Laura, but not our Laura. We got uh, Alicia in London. Not writing in to gloat about calling the high hurdles, the women's high hurdles, being the best of it. At least I don't think so. but uh, She should. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be terrific. Of course, Marshall. But what were your thoughts on the last couple days of euros what were the the performances that that stood out to you or that you thought really meant something in the third (laughs) championship of the summer Uh, i mean
1: you know i'm biased but warholm run 47 one which by his standards is whatever but like that's still like a legit fast time and it's good for him to get that under his belt like i'm I actually, I mean, I feel like he could have run 47-1 in the World Championship Final if that was his mm-hmm. goal, right? Like, if he, if he was just like, screw it, I'm going to get bronze, that would have been, like, an easy thing for him to do. Um, but I like that he's basically came back. He could have gone slower than this, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, runs legit, fast time. Um, it just makes me, you know, that much more excited for next year.
0: So... Where do you think he would slot in right now if they reran it? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd still... Well, Dos
1: Santos, I don't know. Has he just been partying nonstop since then? Because...
0: I hope so. Yeah, we're, like the way he was in Eugene,
1: duck. he was killing it, rightfully so. And I feel like that's kind of what you should do when you win a gold medal. Um, but well, I'd, just I'd still Suppose take that didn't happen. Yeah.
0: Suppose we can just transport him from where he was in... In Eugene, fitness wise, to where to right now, like, or we can just go backwards and put this Warholm in Eugene. Does this Warholm win?
1: No, probably not. I, I think you know, he's still missing out on most of a season. Um, I'm still sure he can run, you know, sub 47. Um, maybe the hamstring feels 100% now, but it's still like he missed out on some fitness. Um, so I still don't know if I'd roll with him beating Dos Santos, but him and Benjamin would be pretty
0: close. Yeah, it's just great for next year. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll get him running again this year. Perhaps we will. He doesn't. He hasn't run a diamond league, so he's not in the diamond league final. Yeah. as of, as of now. By the way, I saw a quote from Jacobs Lamont Marcel Jacobs after winning gold at the Euros, saying like he was hoping to get a buy into the diamond league final. People know that's not how it works, right? <laughs> like you have to qualify. Yeah, is is that understood? I know some sometimes you have random swiss competitors i looked this up because but they're you they're they're lane fillers basically but they're usually on the the descending order list whatever you want to call it for points they may only have one point now i don't know if they get preferential treatment over other people but i'm assuming they at least ask the first 8 to 10 folks and then maybe they just keep asking and then eventually they're like listen it's too last minute, people keep saying no or someone pulled out last minute, it's sort of a Swiss person. But in general, the whole point of the system is you have to qualify to get in, otherwise there's no point of having all this point system. Like you can't just let people in. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I want to see him, obviously. But do we live in a society, Jason? <laughs> no,
1: I th- I think you're I think you're absolutely right, and I don't know if we live in a society or not, but I think yeah, you can – I mean of course. I want to see all the best. I want to see the fields loaded up. I want to see World Championships Part 2. Um, but even, you know, better like, with him healthy and, and everything else in there. But, yeah. no, it, it, The whole point is you have to run the regular races. And it's a bummer he was injured, because I'm sure he would have run a few times and probably qualified for this meet. But sure. uh, that's the deal, right? Like, it's just the way it right. is.
0: Yeah, otherwise you could just get people skipping. And getting added in and then you have no incentive at all to run any of these other diamond league meets because what's the i mean the whole point is they're trying to do this thing on balance because remember before you could win the diamond league without winning the last meet there was no like final yeah at points and but so they added a little bit i like the tweak personally i like having to do both you got to compete enough during the regular season now sometimes you barely need to compete yeah listen if
1: you're great you can win whatever one i don't even know what the minimum is but yeah.
0: Oh, you could, you could win one race. And in some of these events, that's going to be enough. Oftentimes it is, but then you got to go and do it again in a one meet setting, which I like that because that is what track is about Yep, doing it. It's not, it's not a regular season type sport. I understand that, but so maybe you could up the threshold a little bit for qualifying of you need to have, be in the top eight and also run two meets. I don't know, but it's just when you were racking up points throughout the year, you had some weird Diamond League champions is all I'm going to say. And it didn't have this climactic finish where there was this big incentive for everybody to get together. So I get that. But that is predicated on you sticking to the system for qualification. And you can't just throw somebody in because they won the European championships. I mean, like I, it's just – it's funny that this is even being considered because it's just people on track have such like a loose relationship with rules yeah. and regulations. It's like, nah, why not? Just He's, Mar- he's Marcel Jacobs. He's an Olympic champion. He's, he'd be a top eight guy. And then you have to say, well, yes, he would, but you have to qualify in. You need to get these points. And also, if you, if you want to make this
1: argument, maybe let's go to Karsten Warholm instead because he's
0: – Well, he hadn't – to be fair – it was just someone I think asked Jacobs a question. No, for sure, answer. and so I, I'm not.
1: I'm I'm not blaming Jacobs here. I'm blaming like the people who made it up, like this this thing. Um, I'm sure he. You know, I don't blame him for saying it'd be cool if I could run. Yeah, yeah. That, of course that'd be awesome. I'm sure if you ask the Cubs right now, they'd be like, yeah, it'd be cool to be in the playoffs, but that's <laughs> not gonna happen either. Um, no,
0: some people were hurt. You gotta let them in. Yeah, it's it's fair. Come on, guys. There's a lot of Cubs fans for, out there.
1: Let's people yeah. want them. Um, Wilson even Contreras
0: had a sore elbow for <laughs> three months. I don't know if any of this is true,
1: but yeah, it's it's one of those things that happens. Um, injuries happen. Um, you know, underperformances happen. Whatever it is, like there's always those things. You know, it's the same argument as like, well, this person you know didn't qualify for the Olympic team or the world's team, mm-hmm. and they're clearly one of the best. It's like, well, if they had their chance, don't know what else. It's a pretty fair system.
0: Yeah, and this is even more. You had eight chances yeah, or six right. chances, whatever it is, and you you were hurt. I get that. That's that was something that was out of your control, but that's the breaks. That's what happens. Anyway, we got side. I got sidetracked. Sorry, I just thought of that that about that when we talk about Warholm running in. Great to see him back. I just think any ideas that he would have like a long term issue with this is I guess it could crop up again. The injury I'm talking about. But certainly he didn't run like... No, he's... this puts
1: my mind at ease pretty much yeah. completely. Um, you know, and it's like, there's still the question of like, can he run 45-9 again? Like, that's that's an open question.
0: That's fair to ask, <laughs> so even if he didn't get hurt. Yeah,
1: because... Yeah, exa- exactly. I'm just saying that, that's like one of those things. Um, granted, there's going to be, you know, maybe at least two guys, if not three guys, who can get close to that 45-46 40, range. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I think this is, a, this is just a great sign going forward.
0: So Benjamin's not running more this year because he was banged up. Uh, But so I I don't think we're going to see much the rest of the season that's going to change our opinion. And if it is, we can revisit this conversation. What would be your packing order going into 23? I still am going to roll with Warholm,
1: but it's him and Dos Santos are crazy close to me. Mm. Um, Obviously, Dos Santos is even younger and, you know, ran very close. Uh, not very close, but pretty close to Warholm's record. Um and he, you know, kind of celebrated early and you know, presumably still get better, but like I don't know, Warholm's just such a beast. Like I'm now we got someone who can push him on top of that. Like,
0: come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably have I'd probably still stick to Santos one. Yeah, well, that's, I would, that's fair. I would I mean It's gonna be. It's gonna be. If they say healthy, this will be the year, and twenty twenty four will be great too, and twenty twenty five will be spectacular. But because now you have Warholm coming off of a loss, yeah, which that's and and you have, and Dos Santos went to another level, and then you got Rye Benjamin just super consistent, but doesn't have a gold. Yeah, poor guy. And I think that that's well, that's fascinating too, isn't it? Oh, absolutely.
1: He's. I mean, he's absolutely incredible. Um. Yeah, and I always mean, been there. And not to say he couldn't get a little better too. Like I mean, he might. You know, I'm not going to say he can't run 46 one or two or something like that. Whether that's enough to win, I don't know.
0: He's already run 46 one. Yeah, isn't? that's true. Yeah. So I definitely think he can do that. <laughs> I mean, he can run some, He can run under 46. Like, I think all of them probably. Can run under, yeah, under 46. Yeah. I don't. They're not that. They're not that far off. But I just I think what happened this year was unfortunate for this year's world championship race. And I don't like it because I know that nothing is guaranteed to carry over to next year. But I think what happened this year makes next year more interesting.
1: Yeah. I see what you mean. I mean, yeah, like if you give me the choice, I want them all healthy on the line this last year, obviously. And I'm sure that that would be your pick as well. But given what we were dealt this has the possibility to reach even more you know cooler um, storyline and, and just in general heights just because Warholm come back and you know everything else
0: yeah, if you were scripting this thing, this is how you'd have it play out in a way because if if Benjamin gets the gold this year over dos Santos, then you've you've kind of scratched off a, now he hasn't beaten Warholm when Warholm's in, in full health. But you, you scratch off the Benjamin, can he get over the hump storyline. Yeah. the Always the bridesmaid, never the bride situation. And then you don't have – you have Dos Santos. It's like, all right, well, that's kind of where you should have finished. Now you have an ascendant Dos Santos who went up a whole nother level this year. And then you still get to run back the Rye Benjamin story arc. So for dramatic effect, I think it's pretty good. yeah Again, the injury sucked, but – if, i guess if warholm was going to lose in the most dramatic way possible it would be a three-way finish at the line and he just gets nipped but this is the, like i find myself being more interested in this event going into next year than i than i anticipated and i already had high hopes for it
1: yeah because before that i guess it was just hey warholm's the unbeatable giant of the event which is also fun it's so fun to watch but then, at the meantime, you also have the second and third fastest guys ever running right with you know behind him, so it's already incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you literally go in and you're like, well, I yeah, who knows what could happen next year? Like these guys have run, you know, forty five nine, forty six one, and forty six two. And yeah, it's you know both Benjamin and Warhol weren't one hundred percent, so it, yeah, you you could really anything could happen.
0: Well, think about if what happened in the women's foreign hurdles happened in the men's foreign hurdles this year where I guess the now the ages are all off, but the analog would have been warholm running forty five six and then winning by right a second that would have been amazing to see for him, but I don't think it would have built the drama for twenty twenty three much as it didn't for the women,
1: yeah right no that's a good point
0: so again looking for silver linings out of all this 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 season, and I think that's just the uh like there's just no way that's not like I don't know it'd be it'd be hard to find a a person who's like yeah kind of out on the men's four hurdles. <laughs> right. It just last year was great, but I just don't see it this year. Yeah, no, for sure
1: it's 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 it'll definitely be my first pick in the event draft if we do one of those.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not letting you pick first again. All right, what else? Uh, Warholm got the win. You know we had Ingerbritsen complete the double, Bull complete the double, yep. Keeley got a gold. What else?
1: my guy he waited you know he he killed indoors and then he was like I'm just oh, going to right. take off outdoors uh, <laughs> until after the championships and then I'm going to just just come back and win euros and that's mariano garcia just <laughs> takes it i was like
0: who was your guy yeah. i was trying to think of I remember he was about. he was my
1: he was my pick the whole after I indoors did. i was in as much as you could be um he finished last place like 3 times in a row and i was kind of lose my hope a little bit um i think he made the finals at your at worlds i believe did he i think so i remember he was in the semis and i want to say he got through yeah. but nah, maybe not i don't know I'm now, I'm now i'm losing track i can't name the 800 finalists um so maybe he didn't
0: <laughs> no he yeah he definitely didn't because i don't remember saying his name
1: that's right you yeah you you, you pulled them all um
0: let me, let me let me let me tell you what he did at Worlds. Keep going. Now,
1: I know he made the semis. I'm positive on that. Um, but yeah, so the fact that he came came back, he what ran 144. Uh, it's a it's a you know it's a big uh, good sign because it's it was weird that he was running so fast indoors and just could not do really anything outdoors. Yeah, and he beats Jake Whiteman. You know, it's a solid victory to it. I mean, it's not an 800 runner necessarily, but still good. Um, and the 800's not good, so 144 puts you right in the mix.
0: <laughs> See, I can't tell if you're serious about this. No,
1: no, I am. I, I mean, like I said, the, the fact that he ran so well indoors, it never, I, that's why I, I thought he could do something on the big scale outdoors, just because the competition's bad. Seemed like, you know, he has the, the potential to run relatively fast, which is all it really takes. And, um, yeah, so... I don't know. He'll be interesting to watch. He's still pretty young too, so
0: I'm looking at his season here. Outdoors, you're right. You got tenth and tenth in Birmingham, eleventh in Rabat.
1: Yeah, I think those were both last place.
0: Fifth at a meet in Madrid. Then at the Spanish championships he got third. That's rough. Goes to goes to Worlds. You're right. Out, yeah. out in the semis. Yeah. And then and then gets the win. But anyway, all right. That's enough on the men's 800. We don't need to go anymore. That's fair. That's already, yeah, too much probably. But Uh, I mean, Bull, I thought, you know, she goes 52 6 in the four hurdles, which is great. Good performance, especially when no one's in your zip code. And then she splits a 48 in the four by four. She did. I feel the same way about Jakob as I do about her, which is they went in with the expectation to double and they got it done even though the, that's a tough both of those doubles are not conventional doubles 15.5 and 400 400 hurdles I guess oh with yeah both, the, the, the the triple but that's what they needed to do to keep themselves interested and they pulled it off
1: yeah i think that's yeah i think that's absolutely fair and yeah it's an impressive i mean her you know her running 52.6 which is you know very fast but at the same time for for her standards it's like okay that's fine um her forty nine four she ran for the first half of her double. Uh you know, more impressive just because we haven't seen her do it as much, I guess. Um mm. but yeah, either way, like you said, yeah, it's very, you know, Britson like where it's like, yeah, of course, they won both. But also it was still impressive watching it.
0: I felt like Ingerbitson was pretty Ingerbritsen like too, right? Yeah, he looked pretty good.
1: Um uh, he,
0: he got a <laughs> little bit
1: of you know, revenge, Fair. got to gotta to win this. Um
0: how about Keely, huh? Our Keely. And our and Laura. Laura Mears racking up medals also. That's all she
1: does. I she's, love she's it.
0: Good. Yeah, Keely,
1: I mean, she should have won this race. She won this race, so that's always good. <laughs> um, you know. Check. Yeah, like, right? I mean, come on, who is going to.
0: Yeah, this one, if she didn't win, it would have been. Would have raised more flags. Strange. Than it, yeah,
1: like. Yeah, but that's fine. When I you're get, when you're great, like that's that's part of the deal. It's like you got to win the ones that you're supposed to.
0: Yeah, and I think if he didn't win this, if she didn't win this one, excuse me, it would have been more. Wait, is she tired? Is it yeah, it wouldn't have been a big deal, going?
1: I guess. But it would have been a little. People
0: would have made it a big deal, though. People would have made it a big not deal. Not the British of why media. Can <laughs> why can she not win gold and all that other stuff? Would have started. So she got a gold, and you know. For her, she knows it's a thing, Mo. It's Mary Mora. Yeah, those are her; those are her two rivals, and neither of them compete at the European Championships. But, but the European athletes really care about that meet. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. And a, it's still, yeah, it's a still gold a gold is medal, than not having gold. Um, like I said, yeah, our Laura looked, you know, dominant.
0: That was easy. That was silly.
1: Yeah, again, absolutely. another one. There you go. Yeah, was she going to lose this race though? Really?
0: No. Yeah. No. She wasn't going to lose. There's no way. Not with her, all of her experience. Like, she was playing with them out there. It wasn't... Uh, it was sort of Jakob-like. Yeah, if I, we're putting everything on a Jakob-style. Yeah, scale, I mean, I would, say, I would say I'd say
1: it was, was. in that, that category. Yeah,
0: for sure. How Jakobish is this? All right. Well, let's go. Let's talk to on Yeah. Great. Shall we? Loaded what me. do you... Yeah, I think we got to start with a women's 100, though. What do you... I mean, this is where Fraser Price ran her PR. Yep, ten six zero. That's uh, yeah. I'm I'm calling a ten five for her. Ooh, I love it. Uh, it's
1: the only thing she needs really to cap off this season because it's already you know the most consistently great women's hundred meter season of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's got all that. Take like you look at her season; it's ridiculous. Yeah, we were looking at it on the other like she's run. I think she had a ten seven zero, and then everything else, if it's a final, is pretty much a <laughs> ten like six. Yeah, she's, the, she's, she's yeah run
1: ten six six times, ten seven zero once, um, and then what's
0: and then all the other ones are prelims, right or semis? I think so. She hasn't run a, she hasn't just run, like a 8 eight five, to win a diamond league. Right, like it's, everything has been just top class, top class, Jason. Yeah, so all I the, think I,
1: I think you're right. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, that she can run 10.5 or, or better. Give her, Just give us a perfect, perfect day for Shalene Fraser Price. She earned it. Weather-wise, you're talking about? In yeah, everything, yeah. Yeah, give me a, you know, a plus 2.0, warm, all that fun stuff. <laughs>
0: plus 2.0. What about the rest of You got Shereeke yeah, Jackson. Jackson's in there. And Tolu, who just ran. They both ran 10.7 low. And then you got, of course... Thompson Hurrah.
1: Yeah, which I mean, maybe she'll figure it out a little more this season. She just hasn't had a good good year but you know by her gigantic standards, um, especially the year she was coming off of. So I'd be surprised if she was a factor in this race. Um, but Jackson, yeah. you know, I, I don't think anyone's beating Shelly Murphy Price. Let's just say that. But Jackson obviously um having a great year and you've got the Americans in there. Like this is a loaded field. This is great this field. is every bit as good as like an Olympic final.
0: Yeah, I think it can be. I said this on the other pod. This could go down as the deepest the best women's like non-championship hundred in history. Totally possible. And I tru- I truly believe that because I just think you could have there's never been someone said there's never been four sub 10 8s in one race before, which mm. I think that could totally. I mean, you could at least get to 3 obviously with Talou and Jackson and Fraser Price and then it's just a matter of one other one having a good a good day. Ordinarily, you'd say, "Oh, yeah, pencil in Thompson, raw." But just,
1: yeah, I could see it. I could see it going, going away. that I could, way. For I, I could see her running ten seventy eight, but I could see her running ten nine. Like it, you know. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe Commonwealth is going to be a jumping off point for her, turn around to get her going. But I, don't, it just feels late in the year to, to do that much of a, uh, a a change. But in any event, it's going to be there's i I have a hard time envisioning Fraser prize running slowly or non a non ten six yeah oh for faster. sure yeah
1: that seems that just doesn't seem possible um especially the run she's on right now like how just consistently insanely great she is so yeah, I agree that's <clears throat> that's top level but then there's still
0: I mean men class is that class that's, that's class. class i would say there's okay.
1: multiple though class in this uh in this uh meet it's it's really yeah, give, give me some more class yeah, we'll give me some more class um okay. I and mean, we can do the men's too. Mm. Lyles, Knighton Norman, Fambilay. That is top class. interesting Norman in there. Obviously Lyle's just like, hey, what you know, kind of what is he going to do again? Is Knighton going to continue on the 198 train? Um, mm-hmm. Can Fambilay start in less than six seconds? Like so those are my big questions <laughs> for those races uh, for that race. Yeah, uh, women, what do you women's th- high hurdles is probably even better?
0: Oh well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's slow down. Yeah. Right? Let's uh let's talk about the men's two. Lyle's time prediction.
1: I don't think he goes faster. I think he ends up running 1947.
0: That's still fast. That's still very fast.
1: I just don't think he goes yeah, I was saying I don't think he goes faster than his his best. I would love to be wrong
0: on that. Um Well he just did forty six in Monaco. Is that what correct? it was? Okay. I think it was four something. Um it was for some. It was the second fastest time ever. So you're saying he's gonna get I think he's just third in that fastest? groove
1: where he can just rip off nineteen fours right now. That's a good groove to be in. That's that's where I that's where I I just feel like he's entered that realm and the fact that, you know, only like four guys or whatever have run sub nineteen five, or I guess yeah, five yeah. guys maybe. Um it's 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 a pretty ridiculous groove.
0: Yeah, and Bolt's only done it
1: Bolt's done it four times four
0: four times that's it yeah all right norman though that just be interesting to see him in there and you're right about Knighton. it's he seems like he's in the in that 198 range which is great you throw out the 1949 and you which warped the expectation you got this teenager running yeah it's 19- still
1: incredible it's just yeah it's it's obviously yeah you're like I said you're slightly skewed by the 1949 and yeah. you know, I don't expect him to run nineteen four again this season. Um, I think you know, obviously he could do it at some point, but yeah, it'd be cool. If, even if he just ripped off in nineteen six and loses by two tenths, like that'd be <clears throat> be a really good sign.
0: Yeah. All right, what we'll we'll run through the other ones a little quicker, but give me the uh, your other class events. Women's high hurdles.
1: Mm. I mean, preach. She just continue. I mean, we just continue to be proven wrong that this was one of the great events. Um. <laughs> It's, I mean, world record holder, <laughs> preseason favorite, f- former world record holder, and then some good, some good filler there too. So, I don't know what is it. Yeah, what what does what does do to, you know, continue what she did before? Like, I don't know. It was such an insane championship. Yeah. Like, yeah. And obviously, I don't expect her to just continue to break the world record over and over. Um. But it was just like it happened so fast and then it like there was obviously the you know uh, illegal wins but even faster and it was just like what is happening right now? It
0: was so <laughs> it, it was just so crazy. How fast do you think the winning time will be? Twelve <sighs> two? Like okay, okay. twelve too low? I, I bet Gordon thirty seven dollars it would be faster than twelve thirty seven.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I, yeah. He was like, it's going to be a disappointment. It's not going to be very good. Yeah. He's an idiot. I was like, you just said this. And he's like, I said, I'll bet you a lot of money that it's not. He's like, well, how much you want to bet? I said, like, I'll bet 10 bucks. they laughed about how little money it is. I said, you don't really want to bet me a lot of money because you're just talking out of your ass saying this isn't going to be fast. Like, look at how fast everybody is in this race. Unless there's a monsoon on the track in their face, like, someone's going to run faster than 1237 in that group. Yeah, four of
1: these women have run faster than 1232 this year. That's what I
0: explained to him. And he's like, and that's when he started, the, the numbers started changing. I was like, All right, you want to do 50 or whatever, <laughs> or you want to do 20. And then he eventually said 37 for 1237, which is good because now I remember the actual um, amount or the time that yeah. we're going for. Otherwise, I would probably forget. But okay, I want to win that bet. Yeah, I
1: think there's a much better chance of multiple women running so, faster than that than there is of nobody.
0: Yeah. That's basically what I landed on as well too. Okay. Between
1: Camacho Quinn and Amusan, like I, I just don't see a world where one of them doesn't do that.
0: Well, and even you said Brittany Anderson's run that fast this year. Yeah, she ran Harrison's run that fast. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. Kenny Harrison's ran 12:27 this year. I mean, yeah, yeah, loaded. All
0: right, what else we got? Women's, I mean, women's three and men's fifteen. Yeah,
1: both super deep, great. Um. Just, yeah, just great deep fields. I mean, that men's 15 is pretty mm. much close to the world championship. Um well, you're missing one guy. Yeah, this hurts a little bit. Um, but Chariot, Hayward, Hoare, Jakob, Kerr, Kip sang McSwain. I mean, it's, it's yeah, obviously you are missing a very important figure. Um, but that's still really, really loaded.
0: I like how you said an important figure, like fig Dick. Because that's why the Brits say. It, yeah, you know, exactly. Figure, yeah. The tall figure of Jake Whiteman. <laughs> I don't
1: Whiteman. know if that was in my head why I, why I said that. but that um, yeah, was
0: great. It was good. Yeah, I, listen, we all want Jake Whiteman to be in this race because we want to see the rematch. Yes, and I'm sure Jacob is, is a little bummed <laughs> not here. I was like, please, just get rid of everybody else. Just one-on-one, me and Jake Whiteman. I need to race this dude again. And you, Whiteman's like, I'm never going to race yeah, you. Yeah, no, man.
1: this is it. Sorry. I'm switching events. I'm yeah, going to the 800. I'm, just going to win
0: that. I'm, I'm going to get second to Mariano Garcia the rest of my career, just so I don't have to race against you, Jakob. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be great. You know, if, if Jakob was a little bit more vulnerable, then it would be even, well, I guess it's pretty compelling. And I guess maybe we should say Jakob's vulnerable because he, like well, he lost, he just lost. So he did. It's possible. I just don't see I, it. Him losing. I don't either. But, uh,
1: yeah, but I agree. I mean, it's it, it's a load of field, and it'll be interesting to see, like, do Kipsang and Cherry try to do something to mess them up? Does McSwain take it? Like, how how does it kind of shake out?
0: Well, and you got Hoare there, who just won Commonwealth against Kipsang and Chariot yeah. and a lot of the top-class Brits. Um, so it's stacked. It is a stacked race. And then women's three is pretty cool as well, too. Awesome. Just in terms of... Uh, <laughs> And just in terms of star power, big names, Muir, Hassan, and uh, Francine Saba.
1: Yeah, those three. Um, and then you're loaded with, you know, Ethiopians. You got Klosterhofen coming off a Euro win. Ooh, uh, at home. Statement. Yeah. Hull, Cranny, Monson. Like, it, it, it's a, yeah, this is another super deep, but also, yeah, super competitive field. I mean, Muir, Hassan, and, and Niansaba, like you mentioned. um, That'll be interesting, because... Yeah, like what what Niansaba has right now, you know, is Hassan building on it a little bit. Like I don't even know who I like in this race, but right now,
0: I would take Savanna Hassan. Okay, because of yeah, she looked good in that three k that she did post Worlds. She did, and I just think it's only a matter of time before she gets back to her old self. So I would take Hassan. Mirror's interesting though. I Mirror's got to be at it. Close to getting out of gas, though. It's just she's on the triple now, and then she doubled at the Commonwealth, right? She ran the 15 and the 8 at Commonwealth and then came back and won the 15 at Euros. I know that was probably easier, easy-ish for her, you know, running low fours, not too strenuous, but just the up and down of all these competitions has to be taxing.
1: Yeah, I mean, she got to a slow start this season in general. And so maybe she's just, you know, I mean, she obviously found it at Worlds. Yeah, um, yeah, But then, yeah, she's just been kind of running really, really good since. I mean, yeah, it's always interesting to see how the 1500, you know, going up to the 3K. But Nien awesome. seems like she's, you know, pretty perfectly set up for the 3K, but obviously it's just hard to know where she's at.
0: Classic uh, 15 to 3 move. Yeah. I like it.
1: That's, uh Yeah. Those are great, and then, um, then a couple other like solid events. Bowl and Muhammad are in the women's 400 hurdles. Um, so that's a, that'll be interesting. I mean, bowl has been running extremely well, obviously. So I would like her in there. But Muhammad's always always fun, and then uh, men's high hurdles. You got Holloway and Hansel, Trey Cunningham.
0: Mm. Yeah, that could be. That should be good. A lot of these, you have a hard time. F- Seeing it go, like there's no like boring path, right? <laughs> it's all like, well, it's it's going to be an upset, or the person who's going to win, I think they're going to need to run really fast because this field is so dang good. That's how that's that's how I see them at least. No, I you know, agree. I'm I, setting myself up for disappointment, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a really good one. No, this on is. Friday. I mean, there's you know,
1: eight legit. Like I want to watch these races live. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's that's a really really good diamond league.
0: Well, hopefully we uh, people listen to this before the the meet. Otherwise, we just wasted all their time. Anyway, all right, email time. Should we get email? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Houseofrun dot com is the email address. Houseofrun dot com. Let's go to Dan from Chicago. Yeah. Gentlemen, long time, 33rd time. It's a sign of how much House of Run has infiltrated my brain that as I watched Luis Grahalva streak towards his crowd-pumping fourth-place finish in the 5,000 at Worlds last month, the first thing that entered my mind was, of course, the transitive property. Thanks to Luis's finish and his 60th at NCAA Cross in 2017 and his 52nd at NCAA Cross in 2019, I'd bet at least a few House of listeners now own transitive victories over Joshua Cheptegay, Yomif Kijelka, Muktar Idris, Salomon Borrega, and more. I'm pretty sure this also means that a bunch of people, including Luis, now own the transitive world record in the 5 and the 10. <laughs> Congrats to all. That's Dan from Chicago. P.S. Glad to hear the microphone will stay dry for at least a few more years. Yeah, so if people are new to the show, we started talking about transitive property victories a few I think a couple of years ago. Yep. Pretty self-explanatory. You beat someone who beat somebody else, you get to claim a victory over them. And we had this contest about who could, uh, who could beat who. And then.
1: And it was like, I think originally it was how many moves would it take. Yeah. To get me or you to beat a world record holder or a gold medalist or something.
0: And I got you real. I, I blew your mind with one because you had a transitive property victory over Garrett Heath because of someone you beat at the Nevada State meet yeah. who beat Garrett Heath and then at those cross country meets in Scotland in January <laughs> Heath beat was it uh, Farah Bekele, and Asbel Kiproff, <laughs> I think something insane like that yeah so then we sort of ended the segment after that because I was like wow this is this is incredible um, but yeah that's a that's another you know but now you have a new generation of people coming up who maybe um beat one of the people Luis Grohova lost to in those cross-country races, There's just that just really opens up a Pandora's box. Oh, right? for sure. When you're getting 52nd, or you're getting 60th, there's just all sorts of people there who can uh, stand to gain from from that of property victory.
1: Yeah, so many people entered in Jingle Bell Jogs and whatnot that just decided <laughs> to run with their dog and their family and
0: you just take them down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, um, next up, we're going to go to A-Laura, but not our laura Yeah. We're talking about our laura This is A-Laura. Last week's discussion on Euros made me think about what the equivalent meat would be for North America. Because clearly NACAC's isn't it. We did not do a NACAC recap. Um, <laughs> Which kind Shana of sums Mello. it up pretty well. Yeah. Shiny Miller Raybo ran fast. Yeah.
1: Shiny Miller Way was awesome. But, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's it. Sorry, guys.
0: It's a, it's a lower profile meat. We'll say that. The One thought I couldn't shake was, is the European Championships basically the same quality as the U.S. Championships? This felt like a job for a listener, and perhaps a listener has done this in a prior year and my goldfish memory has forgotten. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. In any case, all great science is built on the minds who came before, so I decided to do an analysis of USAs versus Euros (laughs) to determine if the quality really does match up. I arm myself with limited data, the knowledge that Europe has a little more than twice the population of the U.S., so Europe should be twice as good as the U.S., (laughs) and results from the 2022 USA Euro Champs and the 2018 U.S. Euro Champs, caveating caveating that, of course, every race plays out differently, time doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. I compared – that's her saying blah, 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 not me. I just want to be
1: on record (laughs) saying that. Jeez, Kevin, you're so rude.
0: I compared the top three times for each event to determine the event winners for all track, not field, events, uh, 100 through 10,000. Straight head-to-head matchups, first place at Euros versus first place at USA's fastest time wins. All right? Okay. What about the wind? Don't care. What about the fact that for 2022, the USA's 10,000 was held a month before the actual meet? Again, don't care. The U.S. lost all 12 matchups. In the 10K. Anyway, what else? Centro jogging his way to a victory. I do not care. If there was a tie, I threw both results out. Only matchup winners get to participate. Sorry to Brandon Miller and Mark English. So you got all that? Or do you need me read that again? I think I got it. All right. So, as you can see, she says, in 2018, the European champs came out ahead. The men destroyed Team USA. The women were more evenly matched. So in 2018... It was uh, 21 to 9 on the men's side of things. And the women's side, it was 13 to 17 the U.S. won. But in 2022, even with several top U.S. athletes sitting out with world champs buys, the U.S. absolutely crushed Europe. Again, the women were more evenly matched. So men, it was 23 to 6 for the U.S. Uh, Women, it was 18 to 12. With the U.S. winning one championship year and Europe the other, the rational way – excuse me – To settle the tie would be to look back at prior year, but who has time for that? Instead, like every fake scientist who understands it is important to cherry-pick your data set (laughs) to achieve the desired result, I just added up total victories over the two years and the USA came out on top. Way to go, Team USA. So for the men, 32-27, women 35-25. Based on this extremely scientific study, (laughs) one can only conclude that being the European champion is equivalent of winning USAs. I guess that makes Yasmin Khan of Turkey the Grant Fisher of Europe. Or is it the Carissa Schweizer's Azana Hughes of America? I guess that's a debate for another day. Full data is available here for anyone who wants to check out my (laughs) copy-paste job from Wikipedia. Well done, Laura. This is great. I love it. This is terrific. Completely scientific. We should put this link somewhere. We should do the thing that Trevor told us to do a while ago. We should just create the Google Doc and just so we just put the links there and then we make it public on the uh what do you call it? The show notes. We should do that. Oh yeah. Anyway.
1: Oh yeah, wow, I'm looking at this right now. This is great.
0: I'll get around to it. Uh your thoughts, Jason.
1: I love mm-hmm. it. Um it's yeah, I man, I'm I'm still like uh soaking up the rules that she went do you went to by want a, here.
0: Do you want a second with the data? Yeah, <laughs> I mean I'm
1: looking at it. I'm sorry, there's just a lot there's a lot here. I mean, yeah, on the surface, you know there's obviously the U.S. in particular in the sprints are much stronger, right? I mean that's just pretty pretty obvious. Yes. The, the depth and the, and the strength of the U.S. sprinting just Europe can't really compare there. But once you get beyond that, middle distance, distance, other things, it's like yeah, I like could. It's, it's it's depending eh,
0: distance. Distance. I mean, fifteen hundred. Europe's got it. Yeah. by a, a mile. No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Five. Well. For the men, at least, I mean, Fisher was the highest. Fisher finished ahead of any European athlete, right? Do you have the results up yeah, for Worlds? I do not. I'm pretty sure that's correct.
1: That sounds right.
0: Yeah, and on the yeah you know, the women's side, Hassan's in the mix, but I think U.S. could could hold their own there. Field events, though, it she didn't include field events, but you know, Europe makes their money in the field events. Yes,
1: yeah, they would they would be pretty pretty good. I mean, the U.S. had. Obviously, some great field event performances at at uh, worlds. Because that is true. Was just great at everything in the worlds this year.
0: Um, Yeah, men shot the U.S. men. Obviously, you know they swept it. Women's throws, they got medals. I don't know in you know in totality if you actually did. I mean, you could do, you could take the someone could do this. Just go to look at worlds and then do the top eight scoring. Like you already have U.S. scored. I guess you could just add up all the European countries and see what they come up with in terms of scoring. Yeah, wouldn't that work? I mean, I don't think it's going to be good for Europe. I'll just tell you that. (laughs) But you could do that. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not. It's just like the the like some events are just so lopsided. Right. Cause you, you look at the finals, it's like there's not even a European athlete in the finals. And like the US is going to go w- w- one through three in an event. Um, they have the superstars, they have individual people, right? You have your Mondos, you have your Inga Britsons, you have your, you know, but even, so, okay, so you have Warholm who got seventh at Worlds. Obviously, it's a weird year. And then you have Hodgkinson, silver, right? Laura Muir didn't get gold. It's, it's very, <laughs> newsflash it's hard to win gold right right but also the 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 depth isn't really there either because you looked at some of these results and you looked at just who made finals and it it, it's not athletes who you'd even see in the diamond league weekend and week out in the european championships it's just not it's just not where it's at yeah
1: i think yeah i think definitely some of them and don't go super deep But like you said there are a lot of like really really great Top level runners, um, and even then, it, like you mentioned, it was kind of weird. Like Warholm or Hassan or or something like that. Were in normal years, it'd be good. Yeah, if there was, sure. if there was a U.S. versus Euros, um, Jakob would probably try to run five events to to try to and help he'd out do his great team. at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he it would, would do be, great. It would be good.
0: Yeah, Europe, Europe has U.S.'s number in the men's fifteen. I'll say that between all the Brits, the Spaniards, and Jakob. Yeah, they it's it.
1: ridiculous. Yeah, they're loaded. They are yeah,
0: and the US is not right now on the men's side of things. But
1: yeah, those can be, you know, a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the the distance middle distance like you know, I'm sure you go back different different decades. I think you know, Europe could dominate us and then and then we go back and it would be back and forth. Um but I think you're right. Yeah. Overall in the field events, European uh, Europe would would be pretty consistently dominant in the sprints. USA is pretty consistently dominant.
0: Yeah. I guess there... Yeah, there will be some fluctuation over time. Although, because they had that team score thing this year, remember at Worlds with the team trophies, I went back and looked at like, how often does the U.S. win the 1-8 through eight placing table. Yeah. And I don't... F- think like in world championships and olympics and it had been a long time since they lost like russia beat them in like 03 or 05 or something like that i mean it's just a it was a long long time um so there are some fluctuations yeah because you even take an event and this is just with a superstar not necessarily with uh well actually this isn't just a superstar because Happio of france got fourth 400 hurdles right yeah this year so say warholm is normal warholm yeah and he's in there and he gets, uh, say he gets first. So you push everybody back. So Dos Santos gets second. Rye Benjamin then gets bronze. And then fourth is Trevor Bassett. (laughs) U.S. got, like, even in an event where (laughs) Europe's pretty solid and you have this transcendent talent, just, like, the just overwhelming depth. The uh, people you don't even really, like, you know, think about in the U.S. just comes out, in full force and in, in just a ton of events and there's events where they're non-factors. That's true. But that's like the men's 1500 or the men's eight this year, that is becoming, or that is more rare. I feel like than an event where the U S is getting two medalists in that. It feels more rare than that. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and again, it's, I mean, I guess, you know, 400 hurdles. Is that a sprints? Yeah. I put it in that category. Cause it's one, two, four, and the hurdles like yeah, the US yeah. is just stupidly loaded it, it's just i mean obviously if you if you if you went eight deep and the US is allowed eight entries in the men's 100 like yeah. they, they'd get five or six guys in there um and that's just yeah that it, you know no one's no one's competing with that really um and that's you know i guess in the you know different events obviously Ethiopia Kenya you know could could do something similar to uh to everybody else in, in the you know five k and ten k steeple and stuff like that, um, where you just get a one you know couple guys maybe uh, squeeze in there. Um, so yeah, it, it's it is one of those things. But yeah, when it's they like said when it's the one two four and those you know hundred and four hundred hurdles, like <laughs> the depth is just is is absurd because like you said, it's most of the time it's like they probably are going to have you know at least one medalist if not two.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, next email.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Let's move forward. I
1: mean we just took a long time to say what Laura scientifically proved. Yeah. I don't know why we even bothered.
0: <laughs> Should I anger people in Europe again? <laughs> All right.
1: I love, I love Europe, you know. I never want to say anything bad.
0: Okay, here's uh Marshall on the topic of NACAC.
1: Yeah, let's go.
0: Um also he didn't sign it where he's from, which is weird. Marshall, oh, don't get don't get lazy on us, Marshall. I need you to continue to uh Stay true to your roots here. Okay. Uh just a few trivia questions for NACAC 2022. Oh man. Number one, what does NACAC stand for? Do you know, Jason? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you on this one. So okay. I will I will be the host, you will be the contestant.
1: North America and Central America championships.
0: Close. North American, Central American, and Caribbean area championships. And he says, should it not be NAC? N A C A C A. True. Um, yeah, it should
1: be Nakakak, right?
0: NACAC, which would be awesome. Uh, question two of the following sounds which...
1: like the aliens from Mars Attacks. Of you
0: know, the following,
1: somebody out there really loved that joke. I am just gonna say that. No, I think we all got it, Jason.
0: Uh, <laughs> of the following, which event had the most participants start the race? A. Men's five k, B. Men's steeple, C. Men's twenty k race walk, or D. Men's ten k. Which one had the most?
1: The most. Uh, I'll go five. Men's 5K.
0: You would be incorrect. The answer um, is men's race walk. It had nine.
1: Always go with the race walk. That's, that's the nine. move.
0: Nine. So the steeple, the 5K, and the 10K all had less than nine. Seems than nine not ideal. No. Next one. Of the following... Which event had the fewest participants? Fewest participants. Men's 5K, men's 800, men's 20K race walk, or men's 10K?
1: Ooh. Well, I just said you always go with the race walk.
0: But we know that race walk had the most participants in yes. the previous question. So so
1: I'm not going to guess that. So I'm going to go men's 10K.
0: You would be correct. How many participants finished the race, men's 10K? Six. Four. Oh, that's <laughs> not great. Side note, because this is not one of the questions. Guess what the opening 200. Guess who won the men's 5,000 and guess what the opening 200 was.
1: Oh, my God. Um, So it was either really fast or really slow. I'm going to guess a 35 second
0: 200. No, 40. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it might have been forty-one. I, it was. It was in the forties. Um, guess who won the race?
1: I have no idea. Woody Kincaid. Oh, okay. So I yeah. could have had an idea. I just, I just assumed it was someone completely obscure.
0: No, it was high 14s, and uh, Woody Kincaid Ugh. won it. It was forty-one. Uh, what the hell is that? Well, they go because you get point. You know, you know, you're a big. I'm a world big world rankings guy. You're a big world rankings guy. You get these ranking points because it's an area championship, like winning Europeans. This is the area championship for North America, Central America, and the Caribbean.
1: Knack, knack, knack. Yeah.
0: Okay. Who won the women's ten K?
1: Oh man. I did not follow this race at all. Or this whole meet at all, obviously. Um who won the 10K? No clue. I don't even have a good Steph guess. Steph Bruce. Oh, okay. So I should have correct- just thrown out. I mean, I wasn't going to guess probably that, but I should have just thrown out a guess.
0: Please correct me if I'm wrong, he says, but does the winner of NACAC automatically receive the World Championship Standard? If so, will Steph Bruce forgo her retirement at the end of 22 now that she has an inside shot being one of the few American women with the World Championship standard? Only four American women have even run faster than thirty forty. Yeah, I'm a bit confused on that. I thought it meant that they did, but then I saw another thing that said you only get the standard if nobody else is like higher than you in the world rankings, so i'm still kind of trying Mm. to figure that out
1: still trying to figure out the world rankings
0: yeah aren't we all in a way isn't (laughs) that what what our lives are is just trying to figure out the world rankings by the way they came out with the new standards we didn't talk about this but they came out with the new standards to qualify time standards and they're ridiculously quick pretty much every every i think every running event is um, faster I think that high jump is the only thing that's lower oh um but it's it's just because they don't want them qualifying via stand, via time anymore yeah it's all about going through world rankings so whether or not you like it or not it's uh <laughs> that's I'd like it better new.
1: if the world rankings made sense
0: that's what i that's that's my controversial take
1: yeah is maybe these if, they, if those were sense. good um yeah cool let's let's reward people competing. You know, and not just a one off time trial. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Let me finish this quiz. We're still going on the quiz. All right. What time won bronze in the men's 800? Oh. Uh,
1: 148.1. Oh. You're off by half a
0: second. Ah. 147.6. Brandon Kitter.
1: Okay. That makes sense, though. 147.6 sounds about right, so that's good.
0: Who won the mixed-gender 4x4? Uh,
1: USA?
0: That didn't sound confident. <laughs> it's uh, USA. He says, who cares? Actually, surprisingly, <laughs> the U.S. actually claimed victory here. And the final question, did the U.S. men 4x1 finish and avoid disqualification?
1: Oh, man. Um so since nobody, none of the big guys showed up, I'm going to say yes, they did finish and avoid disqualification.
0: Uh, you would be correct. Yes. Yeah. See, they it's finished. only,
1: it's a lot easier to uh, not drop the baton when you're not running
0: 9-8. <laughs> More time to not drop it. Yep. Uh, uh, all right. I don't know what your score is. Do you know what your score is? Uh, not great. That's for sure. <laughs> that's I think okay. I, I think I got the last two right. So two. All right. Next up. Thank oh, you, I Marshall. Other, I
1: got that other one right too. Three.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. For a, for a na- for a NACAC quiz, that's pretty good. All right. Which NOAA do you want first? Oh man. New York or Oregon?
1: Let's do uh, let's do Oregon. I was just there. Not too you were long ju-
0: there. You were just in Oregon.
1: I mean, for worlds.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, did, have you been taking trips? And I'm
1: going to Portland a couple months,
0: so. Okay, for work.
1: No, just for uh, anniversary. We always take a little three day weekend trip instead of getting gifts.
0: I didn't know you're going to Portland for that.
1: Literally just decided. Oh. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Still figuring that out. Um, but uh, yeah, we just we like, you know what, that's gonna be cool, cool city check out for a few days. She's never been.
0: October. It's been right? Been a long
1: time since I've been. Yes
0: great time to go to Portland
1: yeah if anyone's got any good wrecks some good you know good food good uh, things to do so doesn't
0: doesn't rain at all in October just perfect <laughs> all right Oregon here we go regarding Malcolm Gladwell's 20 deep scoring proposal well that is obviously impossible due to the fact that a lot of teams don't have 20 kids who are fit enough to really race I do think he's on to something okay the idea that we can't change things up or try new things is crazy Coaches, athletes, race directors, ADs, and parent volunteers can all make good suggestions about how to mix things up, involve more people, grow the sport with new runners, and shine a spotlight on our top athletes at the same time. There are competitions already in place that look very different from the scoring most of us are used to, and there's no reason we shouldn't at least consider doing one or two meets a year with a different format. I am not suggesting that we do this at districts or state, but here are a few ideas that have proven to be a lot of fun for athletes and spectators one seated racing each team at the invite gets to enter one number one one number two and so on all the number one runners race while their entire team cheers like crazy this only works on the weekend in a festival races setting because it takes all day <laughs> yeah through that number seven battles in the epic <laughs> it's, it's, everyone's so tired <laughs> yeah what order they go in yeah you gotta <laughs>
1: go seven to one yeah and actually you gotta just pick five because seven's too many um <laughs> Sorry, six and seven. Or do you overlap them a little I mean, do you do, hey, every ten minutes, let's start, and cause they won't cross over anyway. Yeah. Maybe. Then it can that's get confusing. that's how it needs to be done.
0: Okay. Two. Um, I for the record, I don't like that I I'm just gonna be honest. I don't like that idea.
1: As a one off weird race, I'm not necessarily against it. But I
0: want the pack. I want the group. Yeah. I don't want to be running with if I want to run with twenty other people or fifteen other people, I do that on the track. It's cool to have other people cheer. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read the rest of these. So I'll tell you about like coming up. Yeah. His whole point is we should try something new, and I'm like, nope, don't I, do that. And I'm
1: not against the something new, by the way. Like, I mean, I, I, I agree with like, I'm all about trying different things. Um, I think neither am I, but I do. I think, think we've talked about like track has a lot of problems.
0: I love track, Jason. but it's a mess.
1: But that's what I'm saying. To me, cross country doesn't have a bunch of problems. Yeah. The biggest problems are like how people execute them like how ncaa has a massive cross-country problem but it's not the rules of cross-country it's the way people approach it
0: yeah all right i'll just i'll keep going sorry yeah two team time trials these are not uncommon in the tour de france So we know how it works the team is scored by their fifth runner only and the other runners work hard to get that guy across the line do you remember when coaches told you to run a pack this is what it looks like the top four working to pack it up and encourage the fifth runner over the line Is a real event in cycling, and while this wouldn't make as much sense in running due to the lack of effective drafting, it's still the kind of thing that might be fun to watch. Okay, or you just go to that seated race and have the number five (laughs) runner run, and then you save a lot of time.
1: But without the pushing it to it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that one, I'll be honest.
0: Three, devil take the hindmost. Any race where you can get pulled after a certain point in the race is fun. We need more of this. We had an actual guy in a devil costume who would step out and tap the kids out who didn't make the cut. Very fun watching kids surge to avoid being the hindmost. I mean, that works better on the track, though, right? Because you have... We've seen the elimination races before. There's just, like, a logical point to pull them off after each lap.
1: Yeah, but I like this one. This one's good.
0: Because the double, con-
1: yeah, double costume? Yeah, it's fun. Make a costume. This is the best of the three so far.
0: Four, pursuits. Another common race in cycling. The idea of pursuits is worth considering. The hunter and the hunted. You know you would watch this. The send-off times... Could be every five seconds, who had a large number of kids, but the idea that you were being pursued by someone can be a great motivator. Also, common at the Tour de France during the time trial stages.
1: So, is this the idea if you get passed by the person behind you, they're out
0: or you're out? No, that's devil take the hindmost. No, you, you're combining two of but them. But this is
1: so he's saying it's every five seconds.
0: But so it's the hunter and
1: the hunted. Like, so if you did passed, you just get passed?
0: Yeah, I think – yeah, I don't know what the I, – I admittedly am not smart about cycling. I don't, I don't know a ton about cycling. This one
1: I'm I'm more of a fan of as if you – you know, you're going every five seconds. So this isn't just the devil takes the hindmost. This is adding another level to that where if you pass people,
0: they're out. Yeah, but that would – if you're a slow starter like you and I were, we'd be cooked. Well, then we'd have to switch it up, you know? I couldn't. I had one move and that was it. <laughs> There was no counter to what I was doing at all. Okay. I still
1: take double, take the hindmost. That's still my
0: favorite. Five hill climbs. We knew about these from Pikes Peak and other famous ascent races. There's no reason we can't mix things up. High school level come up with some killer – some kids. <laughs> Something kids – man, I screwed that up. Something kids will fear beforehand and brag about afterwards. Didn't one of the Ingabritsons do this? I think you'd watch a hill climb. Yeah, I mean more – if you just put this in a bucket of more creative courses – yeah, I'm a, I'm for that. So I will agree with this one. Agreed. Six short track courses, just like BMX mountain bike and cyclocross. There's no reason to have cross country always be two big loops around on campus. Agreed. Those courses are impossible to spectate. I raced in Germany. And remember the best road races being short loops of one K. We didn't get bored by running laps. We got amped because we had fans going nuts. All around the loop, great for fans, better for runners. Yes, at a high school race, there would be lapped runners, so it is not perfect. Um, yeah, I don't, I like that one too. I'm, yeah, I'm fine uh, with that one too. Yeah,
1: especially if you are actually, you know, I think in high school we talked about we prefer ones that didn't have these short laps, but there weren't a lot of people cheering at the same time. But if you actually have a good crowd and yeah, one, I mean, 1K is not a super short loop. I mean, we would be zigzagging in random parks. In Vegas, that wasn't ideal, but this this sounds a lot better than that.
0: Yeah, and I feel as if in high school, a lot of courses go out of their way to try not to do this when they could just embrace it and say, "We're just gonna be a one k loop. And this yeah. is what we're gonna do, and that's fine." And you guys can say it's boring, but that's okay. Because then you go to college, and you know what? Pretty there's much everything's a freaking two k loop. Yeah. Everything is a two k loop. That's what it is. And then oh nope, and then there's this additional six hundred meter finger that you do at the end of it and then you come back to the do the 2k loop like everybody just because the race is much longer at 8k or 10k uh on the men's side of things they just understand that they're not you're not gonna be able to make this perfect 8k loop whereas in high school i feel like they try to not repeat as much as possible
1: yeah make a 2.6 mile race that was mismeasured
0: yeah exactly gotta be mismeasured if it's not mismeasured it doesn't count but i'm yeah i'm i'm fine with that yeah. High school me probably would have been annoyed and said, Oh, this is just like track. This is so boring. But if you can come up with an interesting, somewhat interesting one K loop, and then it allows you just because if you have a hill, then you're you're doing the hill a bunch of times as opposed to just running the hill once. Right. So it, it makes it more in line with what you want in cross country. He continues. Uh, These are just a few ideas from someone who loves running but will admit that watching 75 kids jog off into a forest and come back 15 (laughs) to 24 minutes later is not guaranteed to be interesting. High school cross country can be hard to watch if your own kid isn't in the race. So why wouldn't we try to make our sport more spectator friendly and more fun to kids? We know it is broken because even kids who do cross country don't always want to watch cross country. That should tell us that we can do better. And yes, more cowbell. Uh, P.S. if I had won the billion dollar lottery I would have paid Rye Benjamin, Dos Santos and Carson Warhol Warhol to race at 800, 1 million dollars for every second they get under 150 (laughs) (laughs) yeah well done Um, Perfect. yeah I just you know there's sports that have this huge participatory element and then there's sports that have the huge elite element and something like football has both right a lot of people participate and a lot of people are just Uh, you know, focused on a lot of interest on both. Right. Um, Cross just because it's even on the college side of things, it's for a lot of schools. It's seen on the, at the highest levels, even as preparation for indoors or outdoors. Right. And they're racing four or five times a year. And we've talked about this, maybe even less than that. If they're not taking it seriously, then you can't expect to attract fans. So it's no wonder that it's set up from the perspective of, well, what, how do we make the best athlete experience? And sometimes it is just doing things the way we've always done things like running into a forest for 15 minutes and then coming back. Right. It's, that might be not interesting for a spectator, but that might be the best (laughs) athlete experience, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I
1: guess that's, that's a good point. Like, so it's, Something I didn't, uh, you know, when I said I don't think cross country is broken. And I, you know, from a runner's perspective, I don't, I I love it. Like as far as that, I mean, running out on paths in the forest is great. And if that is racing, like I really do love it. But he's right. If you're watching it, spectating, it's very difficult to watch. So I, from that perspective, I could totally understand the, hey, this is a little broken. Um, And some of these ideas I really like.
0: There's, so the selling points for high school cross country that I remember. And when I coached or when we ran together, the one was coed, right? The other one was no cuts. Anybody could be on the team. Yep. Um, the other was this idea of anybody could be good at it. You just need to put the time in, which is, you know, to a certain extent true. And the last one that that I always think of it was just the whole sense of – just the whole running mythology, like tapping into that sense of adventure of like you can go and run anywhere. Like do a 45-minute run and the coach doesn't care where you go and you and your buddies go and you run somewhere. Like right. the volleyball team isn't doing that, right? The tennis team isn't doing that. So cross-country has this sort of independent streak and that's kind of that's pretty fun i think for a high schooler to have that sort of autonomy over th- their their sport or within their sport right and i think some of that goes hand in hand with the racing too of like yeah i'm going to go run in a forest for 24 minutes that's pretty cool right <laughs> and it's and it's not because you want to be away from the spectators but it's just ho- sort of like Part of the fun of the sport, but I think a lot of these could work w- still with all those ideas in mind of running up a massive hill. Like that's kind of kind of cool. Um, and I guess going back to my previous point, part of it is just you can go anywhere, so don't be bored and don't do the same thing twice. Right? That's for track. You can run around all the time. Like you remember, we had guys on our team who, who would run both, but they really loved cross because they just didn't want to run in circles all the time. That's like wh- what they liked. So, and they wanted to run with their teammates. So, they liked the traditional three-mile course where you run on this trail or on this path or whatever with your, with your teammates. And, and you, uh, that's, that was like, that was cross-country to you. Now, does that, Get you more fans or people more interested? no I'm you and I are probably the extreme element because we do a running podcast. I was interested in watching other people run just because they were our friends, so yeah, you just you want to see your friend run and you're you're already at the meet so you're gonna watch the other races that are that are there. Were we seeking out other cross country meets when we weren't competing in them? no, but we were obviously dialed into what was going on and we followed this person's from this rival school and they're really fast. Can they beat this other person? But I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's possible to get more people into it from a fan perspective.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't make the experience a little better for the fan The people, you know, the the relatively limited people who are fans, um, which I'm certainly not against. But, yeah, I agree. It seems, you know, cross-country, like, marathoning. I mean, it's to a much smaller extent, though. It's it's mainly participatory, and then there's, like, a smaller fan element to it.
0: Yeah, and part of the fun with the – at least, again, this is just my perspective, so this could be completely wrong – the cool part about it was you cheered for cross country in a way that was so different than you cheer from any other sport, because you're literally running from point to point. <laughs> now I know not everybody could do that, but th- it was cool. Like that was fun. Like oh, we can see him here, and when you can see him over there, you can cut kind across of the like go to go to NCAA championships. It's nuts. Like there's more calories burned <laughs> from spectators in that race than any other sporting event, I would guess in the entire world because right. people are just racing around. Coaches are losing their mind. There's people with gigantic flags and their faces are painted and the weather's terrible. And they're out there yelling for their, their team. Like that, that's a unique element to cross country where I, I know some people could say, well, this is annoying. Why don't they just run a one K loop and I can sit on the bleachers and see them a bunch of times. But I think some other people see that and they see it, that difference as being a positive And it's what makes a sport unique. And let's, let's keep doing that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is interesting. Cause I just, I remember how much fun I had running it. And even at meets, like you said, get yeah, cheering on for your, yeah. you know, your teammates and stuff like that. Um, but I haven't been to really any like high profile meets or not even high, but medium profile <laughs> cross country yeah, meets yeah. To, to watch. So it's like, I guess I don't have a great perspective from, from that angle, but just, uh, like I said, from competing in it, I loved it. I, I thought it was, you know, I, I wouldn't have changed anything about it. But um, I could definitely see, you know, see Noah's point here about you know just just making things easier on the on the crowds. I'll go something to like me. loops and those things. Like yeah, like that's not that big of a deal. And you know,
0: yeah, you look at the you look at this list of ideas one more time. And seated racing is tough because you're right, you're racing all day. Yeah, and I think if if you want to make something easier on spectators. You got to consider the time. Um, team time trials, I think it's a cool concept, but I think people want to see people go for it all out. Like, they don't want to necessarily just know how fast your number five runner is. Although, if you're all running together, that that would be kind of cool. But I think for an invitational, that would be – that might be tough. Anyway, Devil take the hindmost, obviously. We talked about that. Pursuits. Yeah, I like that one. Hill climbs and then the, the shorter courses. Yeah, I'm – Listen, I'd be fine with, with the the, sh- the short track courses. I just don't know if the effect of that is going to be like dramatic in one way or the other. But I'm out of touch. I, I fully admit that I'm out of touch with high school cross country at this point. I will right. go, I will try to go to a meet this fall, and I will report back. There we go. And I'll say, hey,
1: wear a devil um, costume. Yeah. I, I just think, catch anybody, but
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally won't be able to catch anybody. I just think you know this is it's different than track because obviously we're saying cross country is amazing. Let's not let's not mess with it. But it is similar to track in that sometimes when we try to change things to appeal to a, what we think is a larger audience, you can you can risk losing the people that you already have because of they what they liked about the sport it goes with it. That yeah. makes
1: sense? No, it's... It, yeah, and I agree. I think it's funny, though, like, because it's... And, you know, I, I just I could be dead wrong on this, but, like, in my head, it's like, yeah, track, I feel like, you know, it's never going to be this massive thing that, pe- you know, track fans want it to be. But I do think, like, okay, there are these things we could do to make track better and more appealing, blah, blah, blah. I don't even consider those with cross-country, but because I just don't think it's even... Like, it'll never... Cross-country certainly will never be big right like it's it is to its to its fans and that's and that's great but like i don't think there's like I, there to me it's just like oh it's that cross country's its own thing yeah it's just yeah, yeah. niche little thing on the side and that's but it's a niche within a niche yeah and exactly yeah i think that yeah it's perfectly like put but it's that's probably undersell you know for the people who really love it and actually go to meets and stuff like that, like, why <laughs> to tell them, no, your idea is bad. I'm like, I don't even go.
0: So, yeah, I'm the wrong guy to ask. <laughs> Thank you, Noah, for writing in. Yeah. I hope you stuck with all of the analysis. <laughs> in air quotes. Okay. Let's go to the other Noah here. Yeah. Uh, Noah from New York, originally from greater Boston. Drink. Checking in with a repassage Heats proposal that might actually be fun. Still very unnecessary, but fun. So if people forgot, they're going to do Repessage in uh, 2024, apparently. So they're not going to do time qualifiers. This is for everything from the 200 through the 15. Do I have that right?
1: It sounds cool. right.
0: Yeah. So they're only going to have time qualifiers. The non-time qualifiers will run in a second heat, and then they will have to finish a certain place up in order to get into the semifinals. Okay. And we don't like it. And we expelled it out a couple of pods ago. People can listen to it if they haven't heard it yet. Yep. First of all, my goal is not to have everyone compete twice because ultimately these are professionals. So why are we awarding mere participation? Second, I'm just trying to make these entertaining and hectic as possible. First adjustment let's set the field size at 40 for the events after scratches and withdrawals. This breaks out to five heats for events run in lanes and three for the 1500. You got okay. that one? Okay. Yep. Second assumption. Our goal semi-size is 24, which has been the case for a while now. Got it? Yep. So, for the 200 to the eight hundred, five five heats with four big cues. For the 1500, three heats with six big Qs. Now, our repissage is a do-or-die program. In the uh, uh, 100 hurdles, 110 hurdles, 200, 400, 400 hurdles, we take every fifth placer and the three fastest six placers <laughs> – this ensures everyone runs hard for place and time. Places seven and eight are eliminated, as well as the two slowest six placers. Okay. Okay, I, I get what he's doing, but the whole yeah, the whole goal here was to get rid of the time stuff. But anyway, maybe he'll answer that farther down. Um for the eight and fifteen, let's have fun. For the eight hundred, places five and six stay alive. For a wild 10-person heat, 5th placers and the fastest 6th placer get their own lanes. Others double up for four spots. In the 1500, places 7 through 11 in their heats get a shot at redemption for a chaotic 15-man heat. This should honestly be just 12 guys, but 15 is more fun. Each uh, repassage race is thus a straightforward race for big cues, with four available for the eight racing... I'm so... Con- I'm like... I'm, I'm lost. lost I'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. I need like a flow chart sorry Noah I'm with you but I'm like completely lost 800 has 10 guys going for four spots and six spots for the 15 1500 runners to scrap for easy to follow stakes simple quick on the schedule with just one heat per event manufacturing chaotic mid-distance races for extra excitement it also mostly takes out the variable of guys not trying once they see a big queue isn't happening let me know what you think what do you think yeah, uh,
1: I I need to go over this more carefully. I'll have my no. Can you week. make
0: listen? No, I don't want to put too much work on you. I'm sure you're a busy guy um, in New York. You know you're keeping in touch with all your friends in Greater Boston area. Probably you got a lot going on. Can you make an explainer video <laughs> with graphics, like um, some sort of like visual display of what the hell is going on? I am I am also lost. I mean, I could read it, and I'm sure I could get it and write it out, but it would be easier. Just send us a video. You in front of a whiteboard, maybe. It like won't, those
1: old UPS commercials?
0: Yeah. It won't be good for the pod. I mean, we could play the audio on the pod, I guess, or we could explain it better, but okay. Uh, two other little things. What a win for the much malign 800 crew having Jason's favorite Mariana Garcia slaying yeah. Jake Whiteman. Uh, just want to note that Kinyamal's Malls Com Games one forty seven eight hundred win was described as a brilliant uh, before a what a race reaction to, to wait hold on win was described as brilliant before a what a race reaction to a brilliant brilliant way to take the title referencing his kick from two fifty out incredible sales job by the announcer. Noah's aren't just taking over house of run just today. My local sandwich shop screwed up orders because of confusion over multiple Noah's putting in orders at the same time. must have been the first time Noah's overran the system. The world is not ready.
1: Wow. I had
0: no idea. This is is becoming a thing. I don't know. So let me tell you this though. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my mic just fell. Um, What's happening with Noah's now is what's going to happen with Liam's. In about whatever twenty years, mm. there's Liam's every, kindergarten, first grade. That's that, that's like, the big one. That's the most popular name right now out there, and uh, we're going to be in a similar situation. Maybe I, you can go back and look. You know, I've had to I've had to give some feedback into naming three children, and there's a uh, I say feedback because you know not my call, but you can go and look on. There's like a database of most popular names by year. Yeah. And you could track names popularity by time. So I wonder if you could see an uptick in Noah's and if that's why we're at where we're at. But I do I do know that Liam has been at the top of a lot of those lists and just anecdotally we've we've run into a lot of Liam's. So Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Oh Popular. wow.
1: Top five names for the last hundred years. So male, Liam number 1 in 2021 and
0: 2020. Yeah, it's everywhere.
1: Number 2, Noah in 2021 oh. and 2020. So they Noahs are <laughs> even getting younger and more popular. Jeez. This is dangerous. They've been number 2. Oh, wow. okay, sorry. I'm going way back here. So, do it. Jacob controlled the market of most popular name from 1999 to 2012.
0: Jacob or Jakob?
1: I uh, there it, it is C. <laughs> OB but okay. I, it could be it could be Jacob. Um after that Noah three years in a row as the number one most popular name. No, four years. And then the last five years it's been number two.
0: So between Jacob, Liam and Noah that represents what 20 years?
1: <sighs> yeah, going back to 99. And before that Michael had oh my god, Michael had a run. <laughs> Michael yeah. was the number one most popular name from 1961 to 1998. Yeah, and David well, threw in one in there between, but then Michael went back to 54.
0: Look at on the women's side, yeah, or girl side. Look at Mary. I think Mary had a crazy run too. I You're right, uh,
1: and Olivia is dominating right now. Last three years, yeah,
0: I could, I could have told you that. Yeah, I would
1: say. I actually have multiple friends whose uh, baby's name Olivia. Uh, let's see,
0: the Ooh. best. The best is when your friends like won't. This is, I'm gonna. Well, no one I know listens to the pod, but if they did, they'd get pissed at this. I'm sure you have people in life who do this. They don't want to tell you the baby name. Have they, has anybody done that to you? Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, and part of it's like, you don't want them, you know, to say it. And it's like, oh, that's a weird name. But also, like, I think sometimes the implication is like, you don't want another person to like take the name. Yeah. I've had people do that. And then the name they pick is like, I look it up after and it's like number two or number one. It's like, Ooh, Olivia. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Like, wait a minute. Why are you keeping this from us? Literally everybody at the playground has named that.
1: It's amazing how uh, how long these names can just be dominant for. This is yeah. impressive.
0: Yeah. That's why I went with Eliud. You're right.
1: Mary, Yeah, right? Mary, back in the 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, dominant. Yeah. It, it's like 40 years or something, right? Yeah. At uh, 22 to... 46, a little bit of break, and then back till 61. Yeah. But it was number two for a bunch of those years, too. So wow. we're... Good to know.
0: I mean, your middle name is Michael. My middle name is Michael. Yeah. So, that makes sense that... Michael is just such a standard name. You yeah, just, it's, just a, you, it's just one of those good ones, you know? It's just, yeah. Everyone, it's,
1: it's, and then you got, you know, famous, you got a Michael Jordan. That probably yeah. bumped it for another couple decades.
0: Yeah. Alright, let's keep going. Yep. Uh shout out to both the Noah's. And there's more to come. More yeah. No Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> North Dakota, Noah. I mean, we got all sorts of Noahs. Okay. Sorry, this podcast is just out of control. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. Not any more than usual. Okay. Um, Alicia. See, everybody's got pl- everybody's writing in with like solutions to problems and stuff. Like Love this it. is a very this is a very um productive group of emails. All right. Here's Alicia. Good day. Good day. No, not good day. Good day.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. London, not uh, Australia. Gotcha.
0: uh, You know what my new favorite British thing is? Hmm. Um, When people say, what are you on about?
1: Hmm. I do love that.
0: I've started actually, I don't, I've never had, I've never had the audacity to actually say it out loud yet. Yeah. But I've typed it in like text to people.
1: What are you on about? That's good. Yeah.
0: What are these people on about? Like it just, it works so well. And yet it me, it like the words don't actually, (laughs) like it's missing words very clearly,
1: but it makes total sense.
0: Yeah. I I like it. Anyway, good day. I've been thinking about the upcoming diamond league finals and thinking about where a buy slash diamond league final win would prove useful. (sighs) Last year, there were a few that came in handy. Keeley winning the 800 final meant Britain could take women to Eugene. We had three in the final in Tokyo, so the depth is there. But then some were useless, Curly in the 100. Um, we saw in the 100 hurdles. Here's a list of buys I think would prove useful. Women's 100 and American. Low likelihood as at least one of the big three Jamaicans will probably run at the final, but there's good depth in the U.S. right now. Not necessarily depth in the sense of winning a gold medal, but depth in the sense that they're fairly near the top and there's no clear one, two, or even three. I'd agree with that. Yep. Uh, women's one on hurdles, a Jamaican or an American. Amusan already has a bye again, and Camacho Quinn doesn't need it. The next best right now are the Jamaicans and the Americans who have such depth. At the start of the season, Tia Marshall and Tia Jones look safe to make the team. At the time of the Jamaican National Trials, I think the Jamaican lead was Demisha Roswell, two, 2012 NCAA Finals from Texas Tech. None of the three made their respective teams. Uh, women's 800, British winner Keeley, same as last year, depth. Um, men's 110 hurdles, a Jamaican or a French winner. Phenomenal depth in both countries. France will really struggle to choose their three for Paris in 2024. When one is out injured, below Cien, in insteps another two. Uh, Kowal, Mathy, and Zoya. Same with Jamaica. Levy injured and no McLeod insteps Broadbell. This is all I can think of right now. Maybe Ethiopia in one of the distance events. Women's 5 and 10k. Well, I think I mean British, British men's fifteen because mm. you got you got Kerr, you got Whiteman, you got Gorley, you got Hayward, and I'm sure there's going to be another person coming up here pretty soon. They're they're as deep as any other country in the in the men's fifteen. So I, I'd added them in there. Yeah, and of course, yeah, Ethiopian the five, Ethiopian the ten. Yeah, Ken- Kenya in the five, Kenya in the
1: 10. men's one and two, U.S. Oh. Well, I think
0: what she's saying though is like the men's. Well, she's saying, but then some were useless. Curly in the hundred, and I'm, like,
1: well, because yeah, he ended up,
0: yeah, 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 he he ended up winning the, the, title anyway. So I, right, um, but you're right. I mean, I, I think last this year, the one and the two would have been worse off. If the U.S. didn't have buys in those events, they yes. certainly they certainly needed them, and they certainly deserve them with the the people they got through and the performances that they that they turned in. So, and I I would love to figure out a way for, for more countries to get. I guess that's where where rankings come in, and it, it's just weird though. You have the the rankings, but then you also have the country cap too. Yeah. So it's kind of there's some cross purposes there but anyway uh, I know that this email is mostly sent around three countries but this is where the depth is right now I'd usually be able to say Kenya and the men's steeple but they haven't been firing on all cylinders lately they always sweep the medal at the Commonwealth Games since 1998 but didn't this time we were nearly beaten by India Germany aren't the same force in the men's javelin right now either I see this as Weber has just won Europeans and came fourth in Eugene but remember the time when Roller veteran Hoffman were all throwing over 90 on a regular basis yeah for sure um And then she continues, this is about, oh, okay. Who should quit the mixed relay? I like this one. All of us. Just kidding. Okay. This is Alicia part two. Love it. I was lucky enough to be in Munich at the recent European championships. It was incredible and reflecting on the relays though. And it was good to see a championship without the mixed relay for the first time in a while. (laughs) I guess the Commonwealth didn't have one either, but countries didn't run full strength. Single-sex teams there, so I didn't really have much to reflect on. So the mixed relay, if we have to have it. <laughs> I love how that's how people talk about I,
1: it. No, I agree. And I, yeah, she's 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 embracing our
0: our feelings on this as well, so I love it. I think it should be run as a straight final, and some countries should drop their single-sex relay teams in favor of the mixed relay. Yeah, this is bold thinking. I like this, Alicia. This is good. This is Ireland... More- um, Ireland should go all in on the mixed relay their team came in six in the women's 4x4 and ran a national record in the heat their star uh, Adeleke from Texas she runs for Texas uh, who ran 49 split while well, the others ran 52-51 uh, if she ran a split with the average time of her teammates they would have finished 10th overall in the heats the mixed team made the final in Tokyo and Eugene and that was without Adeleke mm-hmm. and they could be competitive she's in USA, will they feel the stronger team if it's just one round? Man, I give up trying to figure out what the U.S. is going to do with that relay. Like it was very – it was infuriatingly clear what was going to happen if they continued to do the same thing. And yet they did it. And it made me upset. And then it made me upset that I was getting upset about the mixed gender relay. <laughs> and then it made me triply upset because at the time that was Allison Felix's last race. Yep. And I, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. I agree. That this is how it ends. But then she came back and ran in the rounds and got a gold medal. So that was cool. But, okay. Uh, Netherlands, they seem to be coping well with all three relay teams, but Bull and Lika Klaver are quite stretched with relay duties if they want the teams to get into the finals with one or both of them, often having to run heats and finals. Uh, Dominican Republic, no women's team, and the men aren't competitive enough at the top. But when you combine them, world champs. Yeah, they are yeah legit they have enough people to have that mixed that mixed squad humming uh south africa they have quite a few athletes who could step in for the mix but i don't think they have depth for the men's or women's maybe the weakest team of the ones i've listed on paper but there's potential six bahamas why haven't we seen a team with miller Weibo gardner um on a, at a championship yet jamaica depth is there i suppose but they haven't looked good great britain good depth right now The nine, okay, I'm cheating Poland. The reason why I nearly didn't include them is because of how badly they ran at Eugene, despite being Olympic champs, because their best athletes have realistic individual ambitions. They would just have to do what the Dutch do and go all in with their best runners. Uh, Some of the other teams who entered the mixed relay in Eugene may fare better if they focus on single-sex relays. The Belgian women, for example, came in fourth in Munich, a time that would have gotten them bronze in Eugene. But, of course, this means they finished behind three other teams, but they were behind a national record from Netherlands. Fast time from Poland, the second fastest British time ever. They did make the final Eugene, but it was without their best runner, and we know that the men are a force. They should focus on single-sex relays. Or how about this proposition? You can only enter two relays, both the single-sex relays or the mixed, or one single-sex relay. Again, no heats for the mix. Top eight teams on time who opt for it get selected. In addition to these thoughts, uh, being about the athletes and their chances. They're also about the schedule. The mixed relay simply doesn't fit. To condense the Europeans into seven days required the top 12 athletes in certain events being put straight through to the semifinals. And yet, the 4x1 heats still overlapped with the 200 and the 4x4 heats overlap with the 400 hurdles. This is with no mixed relay. Yeah, okay, so I think I don't like having to choose one or the other. I think if you're good enough, you should be able to run whatever you want. I do think, though, I, I do like the idea of teams being more strategic. But right now, the regular 4 by 4 is just seen as more prestigious. Um, So teams are going to opt usually for that, even though it doesn't make as much sense.
1: And that's why I'm embracing her proposition of only two relays. Just whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. Done. Because well, then we're just only- going to have... You know, some people who can't compete in the four by four, they're the regular four by four. They're, they're, they're going to do it, and it's going to be fun. And some other country is going to get a medal, and I'm okay with that. No, I it's listen.
0: How about there's two, but the two are the men's and women's four by four, and we get rid of there's no that's rules the We have solution. to keep doing this. There's no reason that's long the, long the best to keep
1: solution along with substituting it for all these other relays that we've discussed. Um, but I I kind of love the idea of yeah, someone who going you know what like we're Best case scenario, we finish 7th in the men's and 8th in the women's. Let's see if we can get a medal in the mixed. It's a good idea.
0: They don't have a long-term contract signed with the mixed relay federation of the world, right? There's no nothing binding <sighs> it's here. It's hard
1: to say. We, I don't know. I feel we, like they have something on them to keep this going.
0: We can all agree this is not what... Like they intended. I think part of it was, oh, it's going to be crazy because the man is going to be way behind and they're going to catch up. But now that's out of it because they've synced up how they run with the different legs. And I guess it's cool because Dominican Republic and Poland and stuff can win. So it spreads around some gold medals. But I, I think they thought it was going to be this new splashy thing. Yeah. And that's just not where we're at with it. And again, the schedule, I think, is a real concern because when you talk about wanting to maybe streamline the meet, and when you're also talking about, you know, not, you know, what's the amount of participants you want at these meets, adding a whole, I mean, you're adding what? Th- I guess you're adding th- four races? Is it, yeah, probably there's three heats, I'm guessing, and then one final. So you're adding four heats. It's not a ton. You know, given the whole length of the meat in its totality, but it shouldn't be impacting, like she's talking about, it shouldn't be impacting other races. Like, then it's a problem. Then it's too much of a big deal for a race that's not really that important. I don't know. Like, I, I would love to know, like, Dominican Republic right they ran polino in that they ran their squad because that's all that's all they had to run and right. the the countries that have more seem to screw around more <laughs> right yeah and that's just like <laughs> That's not a good look for a global championship. My, no, my, my point and that's the I thing, mean, is like, yeah, it's. Hats it's, off to Dominican Republic and all these other countries for putting their best people in it. That's awesome. Like, Femke Bowl running it. Like, cool. Sweet. Like, that's that's awesome. Um, so I'm pumped that they're doing that, but I'm also confused why other people aren't doing that. Yeah. No, I agree. Ball ran it in Eugene, right? She ran the mix? I think so. Yeah. Let me look that up. Google it. Kevin's sorry. looking
1: up the participants of the 4x4.
0: And don't feel good? Bow. Bow. Let's see. Yes. She didn't run the prelim, but she ran the final. Yeah, there we go. They got second. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible because she ran the 4x4, four four, and then obviously the, the formula hurdles. So it's. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know what the <laughs> what the solution is. If they're not going to take it seriously, if cert- like so, if certain countries aren't going to take it seriously, are you just going to scrap the whole thing, or is that setting a bad precedent? My thing is whether or not they're taking it seriously or not. The event just isn't necessary, so- and it's but it's even less necessary when they're not taking it seriously, right? I mean, then it's not even fun. Yeah. Yeah, but but I could see some country, other countries being like, wait, we're not doing this anymore just because the U.S. decided to screw around? Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, we took this seriously. We doubled people. We ran people back. So I – and I get that. And that's not why I think they should scrap it. I think they should scrap it more because it's completely redundant and we, if we're going to do a relay, do a different relay. Like, why not do – why not do a 4 by 8 You can cramp straight final. Because you could jam more teams on there. I guess you have to do you have to do two races because you do a men's and a women's four by eight. Yeah. But you could get. What well, I mean, you could run. You could run probably twelve teams on there, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, there's there's eight hundreds with twelve. I mean, it'd be chaos, but it would be that might be fun. Or.
1: Any any other relay would be better. And that's—I mean, yeah. just—I know we've—we've we've said all this, but like,
0: it would just be better. <laughs> it's what you, a question? Where are you at on a mixed DMR?
1: Ugh! Don't make me think about if that's better or not.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. A mixed <laughs> sprint medley. Even
1: then, yes, probably. Yeah, because at least it's not another four by four.
0: Um. Okay. Last one. Yeah. From our longtime friend of the show, Braylon. Yeah. Update on life. Hello, Kevin and Jason. It's been a minute since we had this virtual conversation. Furthermore, the first time I've sent my own email, if I remember correctly, the last time we contacted you guys was back in November right after my North Carolina college trip. A lot has happened since then. For the sake of time, I'll condense it to the real important bits. Yeah. Saw three concerts.
1: I want to know what those are.
0: He doesn't say. Built my own computer. Oh, okay. I've never done that. Went to New York again. And have preemptively decided that I'm going to Columbia.
1: Ooh, Columbia. Good school.
0: Finished my freshman year of high school. Oh my God. Got back into golf, made the school team, and i am starting most matches. Nice. Got a new bed. Sleep is important, he says.
1: That hit. Hey, that's 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 <laughs> you're learning the keys. Wisdom of right life. there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Acquired some new music taste. Again, he doesn't say what. Yeah, it I is. need more
1: info on the concerts and music.
0: Yeah, this is this is not enough here. Uh, I don't think I missed much, but listening to all these things, uh, listing all these things puts into perspective how fast things are going by. Nonetheless, I've enjoyed all of it. Stay safe out there. That is Braylon, and then he followed it up. Uh, says, "I lied about getting everything. Whoops! I also got my hair done in two strand twists and went to a ball. I'm pretty sure I covered all the bases now. Don't want to ramble on it any longer. So I think that's all. And he sent along a picture. Uh, it's Braylon in a tux. Love it's
1: it. It's incredible." Yeah, good. Like the hair too. You're killing it, Braylon. Uh, just, I just need to know what the music. I, I probably don't even know about it because I'm not, like, hip with yeah, what yeah. kids are listening to at all. Um, based on what I just said, that's clear. <laughs> um, but man, hello, sounds like you're doing good. Kids. I'm glad you're into golf. Columbia mm. it seems like a, you're a good school. You're building your own computer. Yeah, you're, 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 killing you're it. yeah.
0: You're on the path. You're on the path. Hundred percent, Braylon. One day we're gonna say we know you i remember he should tell us the music because i remember when he told us or his mom was telling us about the youtube channels he was into yeah and we had no idea no clue who any of them were and then i looked them up and they all had big followings so maybe he'll give us a some insight on on something that's we have no clue of but that's very popular
1: yeah i, I suspect that's the case i yeah. you know yeah i i'm i'm oblivious to mostly uh to most new music
0: Old and out of touch. All right, that's it. Thanks everybody for writing in. Great emails. Um, emailers came to play. You know me, probably C minus. Jason, I give you probably B B plus. Mm, that's generous. On this pod. Yeah. Well, you were doing better than I was. Uh, <laughs> next week will be a fun show though because we got LaZan and then to recap, which I don't see anyway. It's not good. And then we get the, the the final stretch here of the Diamond League. So that's it. I'm done. You're done. Thanks, everybody. Subscribe, if you haven't yet, to the House of Run podcast feed. uh, Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your teammates, whoever's out there. We do this show every week. Until next time.
1: Jessica Ennis. Almost forgot. Then they kept the 5,000... What was that weird thing they did with field events? Got MEC Sports go to watch live. Bummer, cause it doesn't work most of the time. Fantasy League, is that still a thing? I probably would remember. Three meets of 14. Every 200 has Aaron Brown. Even though you couldn't pick him out of a crowd. This is the Diamond League.